0: spoke about or introduction into forgiveness. And do you remember what forgiveness actually is? Remember, you guys were the ones who, who who came up with the answers. You guys were the ones that were able to speak your minds. And you all said that, that you felt that forgiveness was pretty much a marriage with love. That's what you guys said. It was married with love. And that forgiveness, or to forgive, is basically when you forgive someone. It's not really about them. It's about you and your heart so that you can get that peace and that you can let go of that hurt. So with this month, we are going to go right into talking about forgiveness, forgiving others. And I actually have a testimony because of all of you. So this week at work, I've been dealing with some drama, just like I'm sure you guys deal with some drama when you're in the classroom or somebody is, is talking about you or you have to deal with someone that really annoyed you or really upset you. So at work for the past week or two, so for the past week or two, there has been some drama within my department that I work at. So think about one of your classrooms, one of your classes, where you're in the class, and when you walk into that class, you know there's some drama. So for me, I work with, let's just say, 10 people in the in my department, and we're like a close-knit family. However, something happened within that group where one person isn't really acting like the nicest person in the world. So now they're the one bad apple is now filling the whole section. It's it's rubbing off on, on not on everybody because they're not talking to anybody and they're taking their frustrations out on everybody. So this week I was a victim of I was a victim of the person. So I did something at work. Not I did something, but I just do my normal job and I actually was put into a position where somebody said something to me. And because it hurt so much, it hurt, it hurt, I actually broke down at work. So I broke down in tears. I was crying at work because it really got to me, what somebody said to me. So I had to have it in my heart to forgive because, you know, I'm not the most, uh, I'm not the confrontational person, so I'm always the happy guy, treat everybody nicely. But they did something to me that really made me feel like down, and I had to forgive them in my heart. So when I was on my lunch break, because of all of you, there was another co-worker who was getting really upset. Really, really, they were getting frustrated, really upset. And the topic came up of forgiveness. And I thought it was ironic, or it's God, because that's exactly what we're talking about this month. So when all this was planned, I had no idea when... We were gonna say, you know, this month we were gonna focus on forgiveness. I had no idea that the situation was gonna arise up. I had no idea that this was going to happen. So we talked about forgive. And I, I told that individual that you shouldn't hold anything. You can be, you can be upset with the person, but you need to forgive them because otherwise you're gonna hold on to that hurt and it's not gonna do you any good. It's really not about that person, it's about you breaking that chain, breaking that that uh that hurt. So you don't hold on to it. And then another coworker jumped in and basically told them what we talked about, where they said that in the Bible, it says that Peter asks God or Peter asks Jesus, you know, how many times should we forgive? Should it be seven? And that's when Jesus said 70 times seven. And that's exactly what we talked about last week. So that's how God works. So as we told that person, that person wasn't receptive. And then the next day, they come in and said, you know what, I thought about what you told me in the car all the way home about where forgiveness is and he appreciates that. So just remember, everything that we talk about anywhere, you never know where you can be a testimony to someone in your classroom, someone in your home. These, these are things that you can apply to your daily lives and it, it's real. It's a sign that uh, Jesus is real. And, for, and from there, today, We are going to go into a little more further into forgiveness. So, we're going to talk about faith to forgive. So, we know what we know what forgive is. So, what is what do you guys think it means to have faith to forgive? So, what is faith? What is faith? Come on, I know somebody in here knows what faith is. Just shout out an answer. Doesn't matter what it is. What do you think faith is? Knowing. Or, or believe in. Well, there's belief, and then there's faith. So, faith is knowing that something is going to happen. You truly believe that that's going to happen. You have faith in it. You know it's going to come through in the clutch. So, we all need to have faith, even if society is saying that you shouldn't have faith in something. You know, deep down, as long as you believe in God, you believe in Jesus. That faith is going to help you. So, we're going to go to the book of Mark chapter 11 and we're going to look at verses 11 through 25. And the first thing that we want to talk about is in order to have faith, we need to forgive. And this is where we are. So you have Jesus and you have Jesus and they're they're coming into you have Jesus and his apostles. They're coming to Jerusalem. And when they go to Jerusalem, it says, so Jesus, and this, I'm reading from uh, New Living Translation. You can follow along. But so Jesus came to Jerusalem and went into the temple. After looking around carefully at everything, he left because it was late in the afternoon. Then he returned to Bethany with the 12 disciples. So this first day, he, he comes to this temple and he's just looking around. He's just, you know, just surveying, you know, what's going on in the area. Just Just seeing what's happening. So then the next morning, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed the fig tree in full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if he could find any figs. But there were only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, may no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. When they arrived back in Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people buying and selling animals for sacrifices. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. And he stopped everyone from using the temple as a marketplace. He said to them, the scriptures declare, my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations. But you have turned it into a den of thieves. So you have Jesus. And he goes into the temple, and the temple wasn't being used for what it's supposed to. What is a temple supposed to be for? For prayer. A temple's supposed to be for worship. Just think about you guys going upstairs into the sanctuary, or even down here, or even upstairs. So upstairs in the sanctuary. You're in the sanctuary. Is it supposed to be, is this the sanctuary supposed to be some place where they're, like, gambling, and they're doing all this crazy stuff, and they're selling stuff? No. It's supposed to be like a place of worship. It's supposed to be a place where you you praise God. It's supposed to be a place where, where you have that spirit. And in that temple, it wasn't being used for that. So you have Jesus, and he told them that the scriptures declare, my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. When the leading priests and teachers of religious law heard what Jesus had done, they began planning how to kill him. But they were afraid of him because the people were so amazed at his teaching. So you have these people in this temple. And can you imagine being in a situation where you go to a place that's supposed to be a good place? And you deal with people that are supposed to be, let's just say, your friends. Or even it could be family members sometimes. And, and you break bread with them. You're there with them. And can you imagine that they're, they're out there despite what you do? You're doing, you know you're doing the right thing. God placed it in your heart, and he basically told you you're doing the right thing, but there's other people who don't like that. You ever been in that situation where you knew what you were doing was right? Jesus told you it was right, but everyone else didn't like it. So now that they don't like it, they're trying to sabotage you. They're trying to plot behind your back. You ever think of somebody that that tried to backstab you, and it hurts? So just think about the same type of thing. So now you have these people, and now they're planning how to kill him. But they were afraid of him because the people were so amazed at his teaching. So that evening, Jesus and his disciples, they left the city. So now they they left the temple. They left the city. And the next morning, as they passed the fig tree he had cursed, the disciples noticed it. It had withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed has withered and died. Then Jesus said to disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. So I would like to think that basically, you have these disciples, or you have Peter, and Peter's like, to me, it's more of a, and this is my interpretation, so you can have your interpretation, that's why you need to have your Bible, so you can read it, and we will get into, you know, bringing your Bibles, but to me, it was more of a, look, Rabbi, the tree died, like, 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 it wasn't going to die, even Jesus, he cursed it and said, you know, nobody will ever eat from this tree again, it's more of a, look, the tree is actually dead. And that's when Jesus said, basically told him, look, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you reached it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, so this is the whole thing about faith. I mean the whole thing about faith. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your father in heaven will forgive you your sins as well. So basically, you want to have the faith. You want to have that belief in in Jesus. You want to have faith that he's going to come through in the clutch. But if in order you to have faith, you can't hold on to anything. So if 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 You're holding on to something where you know somebody did you wrong or you know somebody is hurting you. You have to forgive them. You have to let them go because you can't have room for that bitterness and trying to have faith at the same time. So before you even do anything, you have to forgive them so then you can focus on what you need to focus on and having that, that faith. First, forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father in Heaven will forgive your sins too. So once you're able to to forgive, you know in turn you're going to be forgiven as well. And we all want to be forgiven by Jesus, right? We all want to. We all want Him to to forgive what we've done. The moment He died on that cross, it was for all of us, and we don't want to hold on to that hurt. We know that there are times that. We do stuff wrong. So who here could say they done something wrong? They know it was wrong. Everybody in here, everybody's hands should be raised in the head. And Jesus is the type of person where no matter what you did, he's going to forgive you. He's going to forgive you. You just pray, he's going to forgive you. So why can't we be able to forgive the others that hurt us as well? It gets in the way of that faith, so we just need to let it go. And that brings us to our second thing. In order to get right with God, it depends on faith. So now we're going to go to Philippians. We're going to look at Philippians 3, verses 8 to 11. And I'm coming from the NLT, New Living Translation. So you have Paul, and Paul says that, yes, everything else is worthless, When compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for his sake, I have discarded everything else, counted it all as garbage so that I can gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with him depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection of the dead. So everything relies on what? On faith. And in order to have that faith, we have to do what first? That it said in in Mark. We have to what? We have to forgive. So if everything relies on faith... And we have to use forgiveness, we have to forgive and let go of that thing in our heart. Basically, when we forgive, we're clearing that that space in our heart. We're breaking those chains of those hurt. We're breaking everything so that we can make room to be able to believe in the impossible. We're making room to, to have that infinite faith in, in in God who's who's always there for us. And once we we break those chains and forgive and we allow the ability to faith to come in our heart, then we get to the third thing, which is being able to let go of the past. So we need to let go of that past so that we're fully free of it. And that's when we go further in that, in that chapter. And this is when we go to verses 12 through 21. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. But we must hold on to the progress we have already made. Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. For I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows that they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. They are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite, and they brag about shameful things. They think about only this life here on earth. But we are citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. He will take our weak mortal bodies and and change them into glorious bodies like his own, using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. So, you guys just need to let go of that past. Don't worry about what's behind you. Don't worry about that hurt that's in your heart. So if somebody did something wrong to you, and I'm not telling you to be a, um, like a doormat, like a welcome mat. You know, you don't have to take that abuse, take that abuse, take that abuse. But you don't also have to hold on to it. You need to let it go. Let go of that past and focus on the things that are ahead of you. It's like you're winning a race. So how do you win a race? What's the object of when you when you run a race? Any track stars here? Get to the finish line. So if I'm starting a sprint and I'm, I'm running towards the finish line, am I gonna lose speed if I constantly keep doing this and focus on behind me? And why am I gonna lose speed? You're losing focus and you're trying to go back. You're trying to look like what's behind you. But you shouldn't look what's behind you. You need to look ahead of you. So if people hurt you in your past, if people hurt you, don't even focus on them. Leave them in the rear view. Like God said, there's there's people that are going to be mortal enemies of the cross. So we don't focus on them. But we focus on making sure that we can get through that finish line. And how many of you want to keep on running so you can get to that point in your lives where you can finish that line? You guys want to finish the, the, finish the line or cross that finishing line? That's better. Do you want to cross that finishing line? Do you want to have that ability that if you fall down you can still get back up and keep going? And what's the way that we keep on going? Forward, but how do we keep on going? Faith. So we need to have faith that we can cross that finish line. If I would have gave up, and this is me personally, if I would have gave up when I was going through my circumstance at, at work, where where people were talking about me, and I focused on that, then I don't think I would be able to even be here for any of you, because that wouldn't be right. That. We talk about being able to forgive and you're still holding on to it or just having faith that knowing that everything is going to work out, have your back. Have you guys ever been in a position where something happened that, that made you question what you did? Or for example, like I told you guys before where, how many so nine years ago where I was in a situation where I almost lost my life. And actually, if you want to jump, it was like, it was a consistent, like, a consistent, uh, let's just say, like, four years in a row where stuff happened to me, and I shouldn't have walked away from it. I remember one time where I had just gotten into a disagreement with with somebody, and... I was coming to church on a Friday night and back then we had our Royal Rangers. So I was I was a Royal Ranger leader coming to church on a Friday night. I was I was ready to go, you know, get away from it, leave leave whatever happened in my life behind and focus on Christ. And when I left the home, I'm on the Southern State Parkway and the car in front of me stopped short. I stopped I stopped short, I felt like I was gonna hit him. So I stopped short, but the car in back of me hits me, boom. And when the car hits me, I hit the big SUV in front of me, boom. So now on Sunrise Highway, and this is in the slow lane, or Southern, sorry, so on in the slow lane. So then I do a complete 180, I do a 180. So now I'm in the fast lane. This is in the middle of an accident. I'm in the fast lane, and now I'm facing this way, and a car's speeding at me. And I just, so my car just did a 180 on the highway, so I just did a 180, and then the next car's coming right at me, and it had to be God, because that car that came at me happened to be an undercover cop. Undercover cop is able to, like, and I kid you not, was able to, like, move the car, put his sirens on right in the middle, so if it was, if it was like any other car, they probably would have smashed into me and I wouldn't be here today. And I was able to walk away unhurt because of God. Same way where I had those heart problems and God was able to bring me here today and I was able to to forgive everything that was done to me, let it go. So you never know what's going to happen but God knows everything that's gonna happen before it even happened. And I know, and then, Joel, you can come up. No, but you never know what's gonna happen before it happens. And I know there's some people in here that you guys are probably dealing with something where there's there's something, somebody, or something that you need to forgive, a situation and you need to let go of that hurt. You need to let it go. For many years in my life, I had to let go that hurt I had from both of my parents because they weren't there for me like I I thought they should have been there. I I needed to let go because my mom had given me up and I felt like she didn't want me anymore. I felt like my dad didn't want me because he was out doing things in the street Doing drugs and I felt abandoned even though great home living with the grandparents I still felt that in my heart and I had to forgive them so that I could focus on being free of that hurt and having faith in Jesus knowing that he's going to work it out now I know you guys have some things going through your hearts and you want to establish that level of faith to know that everything's going to work out you want to be able to have that ability to forgive so you can free yourself from that hurt and i know some of you are holding on to something in your past that you just need to let go and this is your opportunity to be able to get to that finish line to be able to pick yourself up and you can cross the line and know that you're you're going forward in life so if you have something in your heart you guys can just stand up i'm going to open the altars up front and we want to pray over you. This is your chance to finally let it go. To establish that level of faith. You want to have faith knowing that if anything happens God's got your back no matter what. Well the altars are open we want to pray for you. We want to lay hands on you. We just want to be there for you.